This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, October 1st, 2022. This week in security news, on seven occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding safety and security matters. Starting in Europe, this week the world witnessed some extraordinary developments related to the invasion and occupation of Ukraine. First up, on Monday, seismic stations operated by Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland registered at least two undersea tremors of similar magnitude. At the same time, the pressure dropped in one of the Nord Stream pipelines, which runs 1,200 miles from Russia across the Baltic Sea to Germany. Not long after, Danish authorities ordered ships to steer clear of an area where huge amounts of methane gas were bubbling to the surface. And just hours after that, two additional sites with leaks were also detected. Numerous media reports cite European officials as saying Russian vessels were seen in the vicinity of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines where they were damaged. There's a lot of finger-pointing going on with this one. On Thursday, NATO issued a statement saying the leaks were the result of deliberate sabotage and attacks on allies' critical infrastructure would be met with a united and determined response. Perhaps awkwardly timed, on Wednesday of this week, the leaders of Poland, Denmark, and Norway officially opened their own Baltic gas pipeline. In his comments at the event, Poland's prime minister stated the following, quote, The era of Russian domination in the field of gas is coming to an end, an era that was marked by blackmail, threats, and extortion, unquote. The damage to the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines will have limited immediate impact as neither was operational as a result of the geopolitical response to the invasion of Ukraine. Going forward, replacing the badly needed energy supply and the transport route will be difficult. For their part, Russia is asking a simple question. Why would we blow up our own pipelines? In an interesting side note, the New York Times is reporting that back in June, the CIA issued a vague warning to a number of European nations, including Germany, that the two Nord Stream gas pipelines would be targeted in forthcoming attacks. Stakeholders across the critical infrastructure spectrum are redoubling their security efforts to deter and prevent similar broad-reaching hits with national and international implications. Next up, listeners will recall that last week, Alert USA reported on Vladimir Putin's announcement that Russian-installed authorities in four side-by-side regions of Ukraine had announced plans for public referendums on joining Russia, which were set to be held last weekend. This week, events rolled out pretty fast. First, the referendum results were published. As expected, each region voted overwhelmingly to join Russia. This was followed on Friday by Vladimir Putin signing various quote-unquote accession treaties for the annexation of Kyrgyzstan, Zaporizhia, Luhansk, and Donetsk oblasts. The signing ceremony was a splashy event held in the massive Georgian Hall of the Grand Kremlin Palace. This was followed by Putin delivering a public speech and a concert attended by thousands in Red Square. In that speech, Putin once again threatened authorities in Kiev and their, quote, real masters in the West. He made sweeping proclamations calling Western elites the enemy and blamed the West for the global food and energy crisis. He also hinted they were responsible for the sabotage of the pipelines. Quote, sanctions were not enough for the Anglo-Saxons. They moved on to sabotage, unquote. Putin also once again made clear Russia would use all weapons at its disposal to protect Russian territory. This raises the question, at what point will Russia grow weary of losing occupied territory to Ukrainian counterattacks and up their game? The international response to the annexation was pretty fast. Shortly after Putin's address, the U.S. announced new sanctions against Russia, including against more Russian military officials and entities supporting the Russian and Belarus military sectors. 
The White House also issued a written statement from Joe Biden. Quote, Make no mistake, these actions have no legitimacy. The United States will always honor Ukraine's internationally recognized borders. Unquote. NATO Secretary General had a little bit more to say. Here's Jen Stoltenberg. Good evening. President Putin has now claimed four more regions of Ukraine as part of Russia. This is the largest attempted annexation of European territory by force since the Second World War. Another 15% of Ukraine's territory, an area roughly the size of Portugal, illegally seized by Russia at gunpoint. The sham referendums were engineered in Moscow and imposed on Ukraine in total violation of international law. This land grab is illegal and illegitimate. NATO allies do not and will not recognize any of this territory as part of Russia. We call on all states to reject Russia's blatant attempts at territorial conquest. These lands are Ukraine. Donetsk is Ukraine. Luhansk is Ukraine. Kherson is Ukraine. Saporizhia is Ukraine. Just like Crimea is Ukraine. This is the second time Russia has taken Ukrainian territory by force. But it does not change the nature of the conflict. This remains Russia's brutal war of aggression against Ukraine. And it does not change our commitment to support Ukraine. NATO is not party to the conflict. But we provide support to Ukraine so it can uphold its right for self-defense enshrined in the UN Charter. Ours is a defensive alliance. We stand united and determined to defend and protect every NATO ally and every inch of allied territory. This is a pivotal moment. Putin has mobilized hundreds of thousands of more troops, engaged in irresponsible nuclear saber rattling, and now illegally annexed more Ukrainian territory. Together, this represents the most serious escalation since the start of the war. None of this shows strength. It shows weakness. It is an admission that the war is not going to plan and that Putin has utterly failed in his strategic objectives. Putin bears full responsibility for this war and it is his responsibility to end it, to end the imminent suffering of the brave Ukrainian people, to end the energy and food crisis that is affecting so many around the world. If Russia stops fighting, there will be peace. If Ukraine stops fighting, it will cease to exist 
as an independent sovereign nation in Europe. NATO reaffirms our unwavering support for Ukraine's independence, sovereignty and territorial integrity. We remain resolute in providing support to Ukraine as it continues to defend itself against Russia's aggression for as long as it takes. This is a dangerous situation with implications both in the region and beyond. It is to be expected that the militaries of NATO nations would be well into further increasing their readiness, including several reporting the distribution of potassium iodide tablets to local authorities to have closer to the population in the event of nuclear weapons use. You can find more on this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Shifting over to the Korean Peninsula, last week we reported on the arrival of the USS Ronald Reagan Strike Group at the South Korean port of Busan ahead of the first combined drills with the South Korean Navy in five years. Those drills, officially known as the Maritime Counter Special Operations Exercise, included live fire, surface warfare, and anti-submarine and anti-air tasks designed to improve operational capabilities and bolster interoperability between the two navies. Kamala Harris was also in the region this week for the funeral of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Harris made a side trip to Seoul to meet with South Korea's new president, Yoon Suk Yeol. Her well-publicized visit to the region was punctuated by North Korea firing off short-range ballistic missiles shortly before her arrival while she was in Japan and again just hours after she left the region to return to the U.S. Listeners will recall that last week we reported on a Yonhap news agency story quoting an unnamed Biden administration official as saying there was a chance North Korea could carry out a long-threatened nuclear test while Kamala Harris was in the region. This week, South Korean lawmakers, briefed by the country's spy agency, said that the North has completed preparations for a nuclear test and a possible window for carrying out would come between October 16th and November 7th, a time period bookended on one side by the party Congress in China, North Korea's main ally, and the midterm elections of its chief rival, the United States. Next up in our tropical weather update. A revived Hurricane Ian battered coastal South Carolina on Friday afternoon as it moved off of Florida's east coast, ripping apart docks and piers and flooding out neighborhoods with meter-high water. One of the most powerful hurricanes to make landfall in the U.S., Ian slammed into southwest Florida as a Category 4 storm, bringing catastrophic damage and flooding to a broad swath of the state. As of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, more than 2 million customers remained without power, hundreds of thousands have been displaced, and the recovery is expected to take years. In some areas, every commercial and residential structure was shattered. Quoting Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, You're looking at a storm that's changed the character of a significant part of our state, and this is going to require years of effort to be able to rebuild to come back. On Thursday, Alert USA subscribers were notified of statements made by Joe Biden following a briefing at FEMA headquarters. His comments were sobering. Quote, Ian could be the deadliest hurricane in Florida history. We're hearing reports of substantial loss of life, unquote. Looking forward, according to the National Hurricane Center, a tropical wave is producing disorganized showers and thunderstorms over the far eastern tropical Atlantic just off of Africa. Environmental conditions are expected to be conducive for gradual development, and a tropical depression could form early in the week. Alert USA continues to monitor the progression of this system as it undertakes the long march across the Atlantic and will notify service subscribers of any concerning changes as events warrant. 
Next up, in travel security news, Alerts USA once again reminds listeners that in August, the State Department issued a new worldwide caution warning of the continued threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. Current information suggests that terrorist organizations continue to plan terrorist attacks against U.S. interests in multiple regions across the globe. These attacks may employ a wide variety of tactics to include suicide operations, assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, and bombings. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel abroad should seriously think through the topics of safety and security. At a minimum, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations for your destination, as well as for the latest evolving international travel regulations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as security analysis and assessments often vary. Links to those foreign government sites can be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends U.S. citizens planning travel abroad take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important information directly from the embassy about safety conditions in your destination country both before and while you are there, as well as to help the embassy contact you in an emergency. You can find more on each of the stories in this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Take a moment and visit ThreatJournal.com to sign up. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in the weekly update, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alerts USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, October 1st, 2022.